0: Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. We find ourselves on Monday, and on this Monday we find ourselves reading Isaiah 29. But first, once again, we are in lifting up our hearts. Prayers from John Calvin. Let us pray. Grant Almighty God since you desire to receive us not only into confidence and dependence, but to the condition of sons, that we may worship you with sacred love and revere you through our whole life as a father. And may we so submit ourselves to you as to feel your covenant firm and sacred toward us. And may we experience that you never call men to you in vain, so long as they obey you and respond to your promises. Until at length, we enjoy that blessedness laid up for us in heaven through Christ our Lord. Amen. We, as I said, are in Isaiah chapter 29. We'll be reading from verse 1 through verse 24. Hear the word of the Lord. Ah, Ariel, Ariel, the city where David encamped, add year to year, let the feasts run their round, yet I will distress Ariel. And there shall be moaning and lamentation, and she shall be to me like an Ariel And I will encamp against you all around, and will besiege you with towers, and I will raise siege works against you. And you will be brought low from the earth, you shall speak. And from the dust your speech will be bowed down, your voice shall come from the ground like the voice of a ghost. And from the dust your speech shall whisper. But the multitude of your foreign foes shall be like small dust, and the multitude of the ruthless like passing chaff. And in an instant, suddenly, you will be visited by the Lord of hosts with thunder and with earthquake and great noise with whirlwind and tempest and the flame of a devouring fire. And the multitude of all the nations that fight against Ariel, all that fight against her and her stronghold and distress her, shall be like a dream, a vision of the night. As when a hungry man dreams, and behold, he is eating, and awakes with his hunger not satisfied. Or as when a thirsty man dreams, and behold, he is drinking, and awakes faint with his thirst not quenched. So shall the multitude of all the nations be that fight against Mount Zion. Astonish yourselves and be astonished. Blind yourselves and be blind. Be drunk, but not with wine. Stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord has poured out upon you a spirit of deep sleep and has closed your eyes, the prophets, and covered your heads, the seers. And the vision of all this has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed. When men give it to one who can read, saying, Read this, he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. And when they give the book to one who cannot read, saying, Read this, he says, I cannot read. And the Lord said, Because this people draw near with their mouth, and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men, therefore, behold, I will again do wonderful things with this people, with wonder upon wonder, and the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the discernment of their discerning men shall be hidden." Ah, you who hide deep from the Lord your counsel, whose deeds are in the dark, and who say, Who sees us? Who knows us? You turn things upside down. Shall the potter be regarded as the clay, that the thing made should say of its maker, He did not make me, or the thing formed say of him who formed it? He has no understanding. It is not yet a very little while until Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be regarded as a forest. In that day the deaf shall hear the words of a book, and out of their gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see, the meek shall obtain fresh joy in the Lord, and the poor among mankind shall exult in the Holy One of Israel. For the ruthless shall come to nothing, and the scoffer cease, and all who watch to do evil shall be cut off, who by a word make a man out to be an offender, and lay a snare for him who reproves in the gate, and with an empty plea turn aside him who is in the right. Therefore thus says the Lord, who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall no more be ashamed, no more shall his face grow pale, for when he sees his children the work of my hands in his midst, they will sanctify my name, they will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and will stand in awe of the God of Israel, and those who go astray in spirit will come to understanding, and those who murmur will accept instruction. As we continue through the book of Isaiah, we once again see language of judgment, but we also see this idea of the faithfulness of God. We see that things are so bad in Judah, things are so bad in Jerusalem, that they don't even understand what is happening. We see here in verse 9, astonish yourselves and be astonished. Blind yourselves and be blind. Be drunk, but not with wine. Stagger, but not with strong drink. In other words, they don't get it. Uh, They are not seeing. that They're blind to the reasons that they are receiving judgment, why this is happening to them. But we also see that God is the source of this uh, verse ten for the Lord has poured out upon you a spirit of deep sleep they they don't understand they they can't wake up to this reality that that they are in need of judgment that they are needing to return to God. look at what it says and he and has closed your eyes. the prophets aren't aren't speaking and has covered your heads the seers that they can't interpret in other words. There is no way that they understand. They are just completely blind to it all. And we see here why this is, and it comes to some pretty familiar language for us. This is a language that is quoted in the New Testament. We we know this. Verse 13, And the Lord said, Because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Therefore, behold, I will again do wonderful things with this people with wonder upon wonder, and the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the discernment of their discerning men shall be hidden. Now, not all of this is quoted directly in the New Testament, but this idea of the people who are near with their mouths, but far from God in their hearts is an idea that we hear from Jesus uh, in the Gospels, right? This idea that uh, sure, you're doing these sacrifices, but you aren't sure why. You're just doing them to do them. And God says that, that he is going to come in and he is going to uh, make them understand what, what is going on here, right? Uh, he's saying, I will do wonderful things with this people with wonder upon wonder. Okay. That there is going to be things that can only be from God that will cause them to understand and what will happen? The wisdom of their wise men will perish. In other words, those who think they have all the answers, God is going to show that his wisdom is greater. And the discer- those who think they are discerning, that they, again, have it all figured out, well, God is going to show that his wisdom, his discernment is better. And then we have another well-known Uh, passage here, right? You turn things upside down. Shall the potter be regarded as the clay that the thing that made it should say of its maker, he did not make me or the thing formed, say of him who formed it, he has no understanding. Don't we do this though? Don't we look at God and we say, ah, you don't know what's best. Uh, This is not what we are to do. We are not to reject what God is giving us. We should be uh, understanding that he is the one who has the wisdom. He is the one who is in authority. But instead, what do we do? We run off in our sin. We, We do what we want to do. We like to think that we are wiser than God. We think that he has no understanding. God doesn't get it. But the truth of the matter is that God is the God who turns things upside down. It's not the people. The people have turned things upside down. We see that in verse 16. They, They don't understand these things. But then we read that God is the one who does the reversals. Notice what he says in 18. In that day, the deaf shall hear the words of a book. And out of their gloom and darkness, the eyes of the blind shall see. God is turning things upside down. God is the one doing the reversals. Even the meek shall obtain fresh joy in the Lord, and the poor amongst mankind shall exult in the Holy One of Israel. They have turned things upside down by rejecting God and rejecting his wisdom. But now God is going to turn all of this around. He is going to give them these things. Even though they've been deaf to his word, they are going to hear Even though they've been walking around in the darkness, they will see. Even those who are meek, they're going to be celebrating this joy in the Lord. And so this is the idea of God doing a great thing amongst his people. And we see at the end that the work of his hands, his people, they're going to sanctify his name they will be sanctified. The, the Holy Ones of Israel are going to be sanctified. He is going to bring his people to himself, even though they have rejected him, even though they have turned things upside down. He is going to set things to right. He is the one who does this. And so may we think about this passage today. Think about all these ways in which these people turned their back on God, even and, and they thought they were wiser than God, Right? But yet, what did God do? God sought them out and he made promises to them because our God is a God who keeps his promises. He is going to bring his people to himself regardless of what happens. And so the best thing for us to do each and every day is to think about where are we making reversals? Where are we turning things upside down? Where are we thinking that we are more wise than God? And then we need to remember that our God is the God of great Reversals. Even when we make those mistakes, He can cause us to see, even though we've been blind. He can cause us to hear, even though we've been deaf. May we think about this faithfulness of our God today, and may we seek to be open to those things that we are struggling with. And instead of struggling, instead of turning away from God, may we run to Him in faith. Let's close up with another word of prayer. Gracious and merciful God, we find great joy in the truth that you are the God of great reversals. We were deaf to your word, but you caused us to hear and believe. We were blind and you caused us to see the truth. Grant that we would seek to proclaim your word as you have called us to do, that others may hear of your mercy and see your goodness. Today we bring our prayers for your church around the world. We pray that we would be united through the message of the cross and that we would be reminded that we are a people brought together not by any earthly markers, but instead we are a people from every tribe, tongue, and nation that is united in what Jesus has done for us in his death, resurrection, and ascension. We pray for your hand of blessing to be on us today as we step out into the world and we seek to do your will. Guide our steps and help us to put our trust in you alone. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're done with Isaiah 29. I'll see you in Isaiah 30 on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.